Yeah, it was good to get a win against Western. Um, thought uh, for the most part, uh, our, our all three phases played uh, well enough to get a win. Uh, obviously, in, in football, there are things to work on, and, and uh, we've addressed those, and we'll continue to work on, on uh, those areas. Uh, I do think Western uh, is an improved team, and uh, and uh, I know their staff, a lot of their staff, and I think they'll win some games this year. They're doing things right. So excited about the the game, the rivalry. Um, excited to get them here in Brookings. Looking forward to another great crowd. We've been blessed with uh, uh, really great attendance, and uh, I know I know. Uh, it's a big game for both of us, so we're excited. All right, take first questions from uh, Matt Zimmer. John, with these two rivalry games in a row, you know obviously there's all these extra questions that come with it and a lot of hype and all those things. Do those things get, do they get tiresome or do you embrace those sort of things? Well, you, you, you love rivalry games, so with it comes uh, questions about it, you know. And interest. I mean, the, the screen is full today for the Zoom. That's the first time. So uh, excited. Um, what we don't want to do is get caught up in, in, in just the rivalry and, and forget the preparation and so on. And uh, our mental performance coach uh, yesterday addressed that, addressed a number of things, and that was one of them. So, How much do you talk about I won't say the two words, but uh, what happened last year, the way the game ended, is that at all play into preparation, getting ready for this game? Not at all. No, not at all. Um, you know, we, we seldom, seldom uh, live in the past. Uh, we've got a page dedicated to the, these two rivalries in the Mad Manual that, that talks about why they're a rivalry, what the record is, the, the, the history of the, the rivalry. Uh, and just note uh, how the game turned out. And uh, I think our guys will see that plenty on Twitter and stuff that I surely don't need to bring it up. Do you feel like this rivalry has gotten better, especially with them getting a couple wins in the series? I do. I do. I think Coach Nielsen's done a really good job uh, at USD, and I think um, uh, they prepare um, for this game. Uh, as, as well as anybody that we play. And, uh, you know, our guys have, you know, since the two wins and just getting to know them again, because initially in the Division One era, they didn't go. And so we had to reacquaint ourselves because we don't recruit just the Midwest. And and uh, now, now we honor it and are excited about it. Uh, last thing for me, Josh Manchigai is on, on the field for them over there. Have you ever been in a situation like that? And and what's that going to be like facing a guy who was just playing for you last year? The only thing I can compare it to is is uh, like a Seth Benson who committed to us and then ended up at a, a school, in in this case, Iowa. In his case, Iowa. And then you see him. But I, 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 it was a treat to visit with Seth. And uh, there's a young man at North Dakota State, uh, same thing. Um, I look forward to seeing Josh, and I wish him the best. I always have. Move on to Zach Borg for the next question. John, first time in four years this game has been in Brookings. Uh, how excited? I mean, obviously you mentioned the big crowds you've been getting recently. How excited are you? But at the same time, do they kind of have to maybe temper their uh, 
their adrenaline a little bit, knowing that uh, they're going to have 15, 19,000 or whatever behind them in this series? Well, uh, again, the rivalry brings excitement. Uh, the crowd adds to that. Uh, ideally, uh, USD travels well, and, and uh, you know, it is a full stadium. Um, but I'm excited to play at home, any, 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 whoever it is. I, I love home games. I love our crowd. I love our stadium. And so uh, we're looking forward to it. What have they done or what do they do that's maybe given you guys a couple of fits here in the last couple of meetings that you maybe need to clean up on or, or, or lock down a bit this week? Um, they play really good, sound, technical defense. Uh, and so it's really hard to, to say if we do this formationally on this hash, uh, we can get them outnumbered. And so we're going to have to have uh, equal techniques, equal uh, uh, grit, and, and be satisfied with a four-yard gain uh, at times. And then offensively, I think uh, Coach Nielsen has always been and, and it remains a really great uh, offensive mind and understands the weaknesses of any defense and, and attacks it. And uh, he's got a, a quarterback that can run the show. He, he has some good skill guys. And so, um, you know, it's, I think it's a really good matchup. And lastly, they've obviously kind of run a bit of a gauntlet having played NDSU, Montana, Kansas State. Um, they're uh, – their desperation level is probably pretty high for this game, knowing that a win could certainly put them back into position to do some things that they would like to do for the rest of the season. Do you, rivalry aside, do you kind of have to match their desperation or do you have to kind of acknowledge that they might be playing, they might be playing a little bit more as a desperate football team? Again, our, our uh, Chris Crock, our mental performance coach addressed that. I've addressed it. Uh, I, I like best whoever you're playing is to focus on ourselves and our, our development. You know, you put in a new play, you put in a, for, for the University of South Dakota, you maybe tweak a defense, whatever. Uh, that's what we need to focus on. We need to get better at those things. And as I saw in the Western game, there's a lot for us to get better at, uh, regardless who we're playing. Sorry, I had to unmute myself there. Uh, hey, John, uh, I know you were talking about, you don't really, mention uh the way the way the way that last year's game ended but you know it's been a year since it happened like I, I just wanted to know what do you remember about the play or is it something that you just kind of deleted from memory and say this new year new team like how do you go about handling that with your team well uh every loss is tough right I mean it doesn't matter you know we got beat 52 to nothing by Cal Davis, our first FCS game, that was tough. The USD game last year was tough. But I've done this long enough to not beat myself up, uh, beat our players up. And so how do I handle it? I, I play, in the, play in the present, like I ask our players. And if I was to talk about that, I'd talk about the sequence of things that, that uh, led up to that. And uh, there were about five things that, that went wrong. My job is to eliminate any of those moving forward, and then maybe we're not in that situation. But uh, like I told Coach Nielsen with a smile on my face after the game, I'm not coming back to this dome. I don't care what happens. So we'll, we'll see.
you also got the running game going last week. Isaiah Davis was able to get some uh, big runs, but your passing game still a little bit behind. Gronowski had a kind of a rough day. How do you get that passing game going, and how do you get that offense finally rolling in all facets of the game? Well, just uh, uh, Mark's going to miss some passes. Receivers are going to drop some balls. Again, I'm going to go back to one of the foundational things in our program, and that's playing the present. You know, when Mark throws a 50-yard touchdown pass, joke's not over. I mean, he's got to come out and make a play the next time. And so play every play like it's your last, forget the last one, and then go on. And, and Mark's proven he can, he can be great in all phases of our offense. And, and I think uh, if we do things right as coaches in terms of preparation and teaching and amount of offense, uh, the sky's the limit for Mark Gronowski. Awesome. Thank you, Coach. You bet. Should I just go, Jason? All right. Um, hi, Coach. Eric Bean with the Yankton Daily Preston Decon. Thanks for taking the time to speak with us. Um, what challenges do you see um, with Carson Camp on USD side being a more mobile quarterback? Well, uh, my my training is defense. In my last job before coming becoming the head coach, I was the defensive coordinator, and I really did not like playing a quarterback that number one is smart like he is, and number two can hurt you with both his arm and his feet, his legs, and so. Uh, we faced a guy like that uh, at Missouri State, the Shelley uh, young man, and we seemed to handle that okay, but the, totally different offense. And so limit, limit the, the plays he makes if we can do that, and then, again, uh, line up and try to do it again. But he's a really good football player. I, I like watching him. Yeah, absolutely. And just talking about USD offensively, has there been anything uh, you've noticed uh, that's been different since Coach Nielsen has taken over the play calling? You know, I don't watch, I, I never watch game film, so that would be really hard for me because I'm simply watching a cut up and, and uh, I don't even, you know, unless I look at the, the team, I'm not even paying attention to the team. I'm looking at how he or they approach it. Our defense said it appears to be different, but I didn't ask him why. So I would answer the question, yes, but not by my expertise. All right, no worries there. And then then just with USD's defense, especially the secondary with Miles Harden being responsible for six of the seven turnovers there, um, what challenges um, does that present to your team? And is it just a matter of telling them like, hey, let's make sure we're holding on to the football this week? Well, that's again, that's every week. Uh, you have young men on, on, on defenses that it's, it's just natural to get the ball out. I mean, that's the way they're wired. They probably did that in flag football, you know, as, as little people. Um, I'll go back to how I answered the question about the, the, my thoughts on USD. I think uh, they're a lot like Iowa. They, they're not going to, uh, they're going to play with really great technique, they're going to be in the right spot. And you have to physically beat them. You have to make the unblocked player tack you for a four-yard gain because uh, and, and he's going to be there because that's how they play defense. I'm very impressed with their defense.
John, uh, how much do you think this game is going to be decided up front? I know they have run the ball pretty well. You guys have been good against the run, and then you guys have kind of gotten the run game going here the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, there are games where I, uh, where I say uh, it's our offense versus their defense or, you know, the other way. Uh, I think both those matchups, offense, defense, defense, offense, are, are, are good matchups in this game. I think it always starts with the up front. I'm excited about our, our big guys in offense, and I'm excited that we played 9, 10 guys on defense so they'll be fresh. And going back to their quarterback, if he's running around, you want to have fresh guys in there chasing him around. And so uh, I, I, I think, that, you know, Jackson Yankee can't decide, he can't uh, uh, impact the game unless our big guys are getting it done up front. So I, I would say it always starts there. And with that, do you feel like, you finally, with the offensive line, you guys have kind of hit a groove here the past couple of weeks. Yeah, we have. We we we're getting a couple guys back. Number one, which adds to our depth, and then uh, you know Evan, we've had guys in the same position for the last couple of weeks, and so for the offensive line, that is tremendously important because they need to be one heartbeat, and it starts with our center, uh, Gus Miller. And then as far as when the game starts and you guys are playing, do you feel there's a bigger intensity um, with these rivalry games on the field? I, I would hope not, but I think it's natural. You know, I would hope that our players uh, don't feel more pressured, aren't too high, if you will. You know, you know everybody has an optimal uh, amount of excitement or, or uh, charge they should have going into the game, and you don't want a rivalry game to get them out of their comfort zone and so um, we'll, we'll work hard on that uh, this week and 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 again if we focus on ourselves we're not talking about the rivalry all the time we're, we're talking about how the how can the jackrabbits get better today um, coach one more and it's good to see you again you have these back-to-back -back rivalry games. Typically, they've been in November most of the time. Uh, this one a little earlier. Do you have any preference? Would you prefer they be? I mean, earlier in the season, maybe you would be a little healthier. I don't know if that's the case this time around. But do you have a preference on when these games should be played? I think it uh, traditionally, uh, if you look across college football, if you have one rival uh, to end the season with that, I think is a special way to do it. I think Montana, Montana State do that. Um, I, I, may, I don't know about Michigan and Ohio State, but I think a lot of times that's the case. But we, re, we really have two rivals, and so uh, you'd prefer they weren't back-to-back, -back, but because we're only going to play one at a time, uh, we're going to live through this one and then uh, go on to the next game. So, But I think one rivalry, yes, at the end. So probably helps with attendance, too, for the administration in November.